Friedrich was a dapper German gentleman, cleanly shaven, head topped with quaffed curls of hair. As a young boy in the early 1800s, he spent his free time building batteries out of coins and experimenting with reactive compounds. Then, in college, he went on to study medicine. One day, as a med student, he did an experiment where he isolated the key component of urine, a chemical called urea. This experiment opened Friedrich's eyes to chemistry, so much so that he gave up on medicine and became a chemist. He got a professorship at a German university, and there he undertook the experiment that would change his life. It was 1828, and in an effort to produce cyanide, Friedrich mixed together some lead cyanate and ammonia. White crystals appeared. When covered with nitric acid, these crystals transformed. They transformed into lustrous white flakes that glistened in the light of the lab. Now, let's be clear. This was not what Friedrich wanted. He wanted cyanide, not lustrous white flakes. But this accidental discovery was revolutionary. Friedrich recognized these flakes. They were urea the same substance he'd isolated in his med school days. This might not seem like a dramatic finding, but it was. Because for a long time, there was this dogma in science that the building blocks of life were fundamentally different from the building blocks of non-life. Beginning as early as ancient Egypt, scientists thought there was some magical, vital force pulsing through living organisms that made them special. In turn, people believed so-called animal substances could only be made by living organisms. They couldn't be made artificially in a lab. This theory, called vitalism, defined biology for millennia. Until that fateful day in Friedrich Wohler's lab. Because Friedrich made an organic substance, urea, from inorganic compounds. In one reaction, he upended millennia of vitalist thinking. With great enthusiasm, Friedrich wrote a letter to a friend saying, I cannot, so to say, hold my chemical water and must tell you that I can make urea without the help of a kidney or even an animal, neither man nor dog. Friedrich killed vitalism. Or not. This idea that Wohler single-handedly killed vitalism is a myth a myth created by a 1931 History of Chemistry textbook. The book presented Wohler as a guy doggedly searching for a way to artificially produce an organic substance. But this wasn't the case. 
Kohler just happened to synthesize urea. He didn't try to. And Voller didn't kill vitalism either. Sure, he might have made a dent against the theory, but he wasn't the sole slayer. Because it's rare in science that one study will upend millennia of established thinking. It takes a lot more time, effort, experimentation, and confirmation. About a century later, vitalism was finally laid to rest. The barrier between the organic and the inorganic dissolved away. Scientists realized there was no vital force separating the living and the non-living worlds. And people capitalized on this finding. They started making organic substances from inorganic materials. Synthetic fabrics, synthetic clothing dyes, synthetic medicines. All substances that mimicked the living, but are made from the non-living. All thanks to some little white flakes. Written, produced, and narrated by Jeffrey Rubel. Music from Blue Dot Sessions.